Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. A little bit of technical difficulties, but nonetheless, we're back on the air. Once again, it is your man, DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. Um, Later on tonight's show, I got my special guest, Nathan Baia, in the studio. He is a recording artist, and uh, he has a new album out on the way right now, so we're going to get into that. It has a lot to do with mental health and what have you, so that's going to be the focus and theme of tonight's show. So it's going to be very educational, but still going to be very entertaining, as we normally do with the Cool Radio brand. But... Before we get into all that stuff, you know we were gone for about a week or so, and so there's a lot of things that happened last week that I really wanted to get into, but I wasn't able to because, you know, life. Um, so we're going to get into that right now. So as you already know, I got some stuff to get off of my chest, so I think it is time indeed to uh, let that ish breathe. Let this bitch breathe. Damn, I have to let that speaker breathe. Holy cow, that's like the second time it happened to me. Nonetheless, man, it's a... Uh, it's all good and well. So what I really want to talk about, you know, for the next five or so minutes is this whole Tyrese thing, okay? So if you guys don't already know, Tyrese is basically the star of social media right now for all the wrong reasons. So I'm going to give you guys some backstory in case you guys don't know what's really happening. So this all started maybe a few months ago, maybe just before the summer ended when he was kind of basically just starting a feud with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, that Dwayne The Rock Johnson, big guy, 6'5", 285 pounds of raw muscle, starting a beef with him of all people. And it was basically because of the fact that uh, he took on the role of Hobbs in the Fast and Furious franchise, and now they are creating a spinoff for his character alone as the main character. So it's almost going to be within the Fast and Furious universe, much like, let's say, Captain America is part of the Marvel universe with Avengers and all that other stuff, basically. But... This wasn't good enough for Tyrese because now he's saying because of that, they're going to delay the creation of the next Fast and Furious movie, which is going to be delayed till 2020. And he was supposed to have received a check for that upcoming movie next year. Now, here's my thing. Tyrese, if you are dependent on one film, you know, per session or, or whatever the case may be for a check... But you got to talk to your agent, man. You got to talk to your agent about getting, you know, more roles, getting uh, more auditions at the very least for more roles in other films in between time. That way you're not literally living paycheck to paycheck as a celebrity. That, That could be the worst thing in the world. And another thing is... You're a talented individual. Like, you could put out an album or you can at least tour off of the songs you've already created and just get money off of nostalgia because people love nostalgia acts. So you can do that. Or, you know, he's a very vocal figure on social media for the most part, uh, usually on Facebook, through videos and what have you. Why not create your own YouTube platform and monetize it? That way you're going to clear up at least six figures a year because there are a lot of people who make that amount of money on off YouTubing alone. So that could be your side hustle. That could be a very good side hustle. Now, I'm saying all this because it leads into the video that he posted, I think, last week or something like that. Basically, what happened was this. His ex-wife or ex-girlfriend, whatever the case may be, uh, took his daughter away uh, in a custody battle because he allegedly uh, put his hands on his daughter. Now, apparently, he spanked her or something like that because uh, he was disciplining her for something. And, you know, spanking... 
if you are a minority individual, then you've probably experienced more than a few spankings in your lifetime as a child. So it's a cultural thing. It is what it is, right? Now, my thing is this, and this is kind of an aside point right here. If the mother normally does spank her child as well, but she used that as an excuse to take the child away from the man, that's kind of shady because at the end of the day, now you're just using that, using your child as a weapon uh, to to hurt your ex-boyfriend or whatever the case may be. And I don't respect that for anyone. But that's besides the point. He took her away from her and the courts agreed to that. And this guy put up a video on social media, bawling his eyes out. And he, I'm sorry, but he kind of looks like a hot mess. Like I, like I know he's going through some stuff, but when you're going through some stuff, Social media is the last place you want to vent to because people will will take what you say and they will spin the hell out of it. I'm sorry. I was actually talking about this with my boys at the barbershop today when I was getting my cut. And I'm sorry, but the part where he's like, uh, I just want my baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was, I can't. I, listen, I'm an asshole. I know. But we all are. Okay. We are we're all assholes for that. Like that that shit was just wild. Like, come on. Like the way he screamed it out. Like he couldn't. Like he had to have known that that was gonna get spun into the biggest meme of 2017. Not only that, but in that rant, he's talked about something about thirteen thousand dollars a month or whatever. Um, and that turned out to be the amount of the the amount that he pays in child support. So he basically said that he was going damn near broke based off of that. And I get it. Like when you're a celebrity, they take more out of your out of your pay because you're clocking in like, like a lot of figures. But here's the thing, though: if that's too much for you to pay, then downsize on a few things. Like if you have like 20 cars in your parking lot, sell at least five of those things, man. And better yet, this guy has a Benny Hondas in his backyard. Now, if you don't, for those who don't know what Benny Hondas is, it's a restaurant. Now, it's not like he owns a restaurant or it's like a chain. He owns that one. No, he just has it in his backyard. For his convenience. So he pays whomever to cook his food for him. And that's it. And I'm just like, dude, why? Like, I, if you were getting money out of that, if you are monetizing that somehow, you're getting some money on the side for that, I get that. That's cool. But you're just doing that out of your own convenience. If if that's the case, sell that thing, do whatever. Like, you don't need a Benny Honda's in your backyard. If it's like 15 minutes away from your house, walk over there or something. You know, like down. If that money is too much for you to pay, downsize, man. Just be fiscally responsible for your money. And the joke in all this is, uh, allegedly, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith lent him five million dollars for all this troubles, basically. But they said, "Oh, we want you to keep that on the hush hush. Don't tell anyone. Don't report about it in the media. Do nothing." What does this guy do? He he goes on Instagram again, social media. Writes this big ass thank you note to Will and Jada about lending him the five million, and I'm just like, dude, you had one job, one, one job, and this is what you do? No! 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 That's not what you're supposed to do. And then of course, Will and Jada denied the whole fact that they gave the money to him, and I get why they denied it because. They, they don't need that press. They were just being good people, and I got to respect them for that. I mean, it's not the first time he's kind of, like, dry snitched. I mean, remember the, the deal that he had with Apple? Uh, not him, uh, Dr. J and Jimmy Iovine. The deal was reportedly for $4.5 billion. But because this guy went on the gram and talked about, oh, first black billionaire, da, 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 and then starts seawalking all over the damn place, Apple basically took away $500 million out of that deal and 
only gave them the four billion. Like, it doesn't seem like a lot when you quantify everything, but five hundred million—that's a lot of freaking money, man. And uh, like, you just gotta learn to keep things in the hush hush. So overall, in regards to this whole Tyrese thing, man, Tyrese. Get your shit together, man. Just get your shit together. As plainly as I can say it, get your shit together because social media will eat you alive. Alive. Get your stuff together. I know you miss your daughter and everything. Like, I know I was clowning earlier on and, and I get it, but like, yeah. <laughs> I hate you, Nathan. <laughs> Listen, Tyrese. <laughs> Listen, if y'all can't hear, that's my guest in the background right now. Anthony acting a fool right now. Like, we're going to get to him later on in the show. But Tyrese, get your act together. That's all I got to say. Do you guys agree with me? Do you guys disagree? <laughs> Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio and share your thoughts. After the commercial break, I got Nathan Baia in studio right now. We're going to talk about his new music and all that good stuff. But before I get to that, again, we are sticking to the theme of Mental health, and ironically, we were talking about Tyrese and getting his act together and what have you. On, on a serious note, I really hope that he does get his daughter back in this whole custody deal. He, he needs it. Yo, this guy is crazy right now. Listen, we need to hear Nathan Baez's album, but we also need to hear the album from this gentleman right here who goes by the name of Big Crit. One of my favorite rappers right now, severely underrated as well. He just put out a new album last week called Forever is a Mighty Long Time. And this record right here is my favorite record right now, and it's called Mixed Messages. So we're about to get into that, so keep it locked. We'll be right back after these messages. Yo. Uh, yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Once again, it is your man, DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. Now, as promised, we do have my guest in studio right now. This man is a very talented uh, recording artist within rap and poetry as well, which we'll get into very shortly. Uh, but he is going to be talking about a topic that normally does not just get discussed often in hip-hop which is mental health and i feel like that it's very commendable of this individual to do that we've had a few people come in and discuss that i feel like we need to continue that discussion a lot more often and his latest project deals with mental health and anyone who's dealing with it as well as him dealing with it on his own accord as well so with that being said let me welcome to the booth nathan baia ah how you doing, bro? I'm doing great yourself. I'm very good, thank you. You know, we were just kind of chuckling it up, you know, <laughs> even before the commercial break. I can't deal with your That's all I got, man. That's all I got. What more do you want from me? You're to get 13,000 a month. Yo. Yo, that's the devil. That's 13,000 a month. That's crazy. That is crazy. That I brother remember. Me. I think Nas had to pay something crazy yeah, like that. Yeah, like, like 20K. like Something like that. I'm just like, wow. And this is like shortly after their, their child was born. I'm like, mm -hmm. they're going after his pockets already? It was deadly. And the crazy thing is, he had just finished paying child support for his first daughter, Destiny. Like, he was dumb because she was 18. Right? And now, man, hop right back in. Years, like, Nas, no! <laughs> you just got out! No! Oh, man. man but anyways, man, we, we can get into a whole bunch of other things, but let's get into this main topic right now, man. Hey. So before we get into the album, I want to talk about you specifically, man. Right up. Um, what made you fall in love with hip-hop initially? Ooh, um, what made me fall in love with hip-hop was the feeling it gave me. Right. It just, um, hip-hop gave me something I can relate to. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm into, uh, uh, like, Michael Jackson, R&B, and the, right, the right. blues, and but hip-hop was real to me. It was just something I can relate to, especially coming from an urban environment, the hood as we define it. Hip hop right. was something that everybody could relate to and everybody could nod their head to, right? So, right, right. 
Yeah, definitely. And certain artists like um, at first, Fifty Cent mm-hmm. was our biggie and our thing at first when I was growing up. But then later on, I started going way before Fifty and people who right. even put on Fifty like Nas and right, right. you know and like yeah, it's still so right, the feeling sure. I would say for sure, definitely, man. Like I feel like that initial feeling is what just gets people like ingratiated with the art form itself, anyway. Mm. Um, now. I was reading up on you know some of your social media feeds, and mm. one of the things that I found very interesting was this quote that you posted: um, "Rappers say I'm a poet. Jeez. Poets say I'm a rapper. Jeez. But I just like to call myself a prophet. Jeez. I found that very enlightening. Yeah. Um, please explain that. Um, whenever um, I, I do spoken word poetry as well. Yes. But every verse I write comes out sounding like poetry. Right. But if I recite it to you yeah. as a uh, to a poet, you'll be like, yeah. "Oh, you're a rapper," because yeah. I'm not saying it like, "No, no, no." Like, I, I'm yeah. not saying in the poetry format. Yeah, you're not saying it in the traditional. In the like, I woke up and I, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it like that. I'm just showing you my verse, but then right. you can tell, "Yo, this verse is poetry." It's yeah. like Tupac, for example, like right. right. So the verse is poetry. That's why poets say I'm a rapper. And then when I rap to poets, and when right. I rap to rappers, I'm like, "Yo, you're a poet when you rap." Right. And then in the beginning of all these, I make timeless music because I make right. music that no matter what year you're gonna be like yo Nathan talked about it on the album you can always relate you can always it. relate to it and right. it's things that are gonna last forever depression is sadly gonna last forever right. so that's why it's timeless music that's why I say I'm a prophet because I'm talking about things that are about to happen or have already happened Right. yeah there's been so much times I say something in a song and then it happens on CB24 and I'm like yo then I talk about that in track number 6 <laughs> so that's go. why it's like a prophet because a prophet always like says it before it happens right so right yeah and you're, you're basically from the cut from the same cloth as rappers like Common or Black Thought most deaf they yeah. kind of follow that that same that same like path so to speak mm. um, now let me ask you something you know the whole rapper poet dichotomy do you ever feel like there's ever any kind of discourse between the two titles yeah I think every uh, rapper should be a poet, but sadly nowadays it's not the flex. Right. Sadly, it's the hey, I would it, I would it, hey, I got it, and and <laughs> I, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I rock with it too, and like you told me before, I can't, I can't ever knock someone that's hustle. You know sure. how someone makes money or how someone gets their clout? That's what they do to get what they want to be, right? So I sure. can't diss them, mm-hmm. and I appreciate the music as well. I just wish every artist would have a bit more substance. Yes, right, but sadly, like that's not really requested nowadays. Like. Mm-hmm. The uh, like it used to be before we used to boo people off the stage before, but right, right. now it's kind of like you know we accept anything on the mic, and I don't always find that right. Still. Right, and you know what it is? It's you're. I think that's half right, but I think the other half of it is the fact that the pool has widened now. Mm. Like before the pool was kind of like a little kiddie pool, but now we're going to like Olympic-sized diving pools. Where like yeah, like so everybody's trying to jump in and become a rapper. Exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, there's pros and cons to it. Like the pros is that you have subgenres of rap, so you don't have to listen to one particular form of rap. Like there's mm. something out there for everyone. Mm. But I think the way it's filtered out is a problem because now, you know, when it comes to like let's say mainstream radio, for example, for every let's say Kendrick Lamar record, mm. there's 10 designer records, basically. You know mm. what I mean? So I feel like the distribution of it is what really needs to be challenged. It's not necessarily the rappers, but more so the people who are putting out so radio, DJs, et cetera, et cetera. That, that's why I personally think. But again, I do agree that like there are some rappers who don't really put like any craft into it. It's like, let me put out the single, let me put out this banger, let me get my money, and I'm out. Yeah. Like, it's just very disposable at times. I mean, it's, it's banger after banger. There's not even an album to prove that you can make a body of work. Right. And then if there is, it's a, bu- it's a mixtape with a bunch of remix tracks, which is not yeah. always respected. Because at the end of the day, even Nas and mixtapes, 50 Cent's in mixtapes, but at one point, they were able to complete an original album. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, it's like, I'll drop a music video, I'll drop a music video, and then yeah. there's no body of work, but then there's a bunch of remix tracks. With At the end of the day, like, 
like everybody does what they do. I'm not here to hate or criticize, but I'm just I I would like the the bar to be raised higher. Right, right, for so, sure. So yeah, I, I definitely agree with that as well. Um, now let's talk about um your your project uh, Battle with Depression. Man. Ah, what inspired you to create this project? Um. I personally sometimes battle with depression and a lot of people that I know do as well. Mm -hmm. And sometimes certain people that battle with depression don't even know they battle with it until I show them that they have characteristics that go in line with exactly with depression. They just don't know how to define how they feel. And a lot of people find themselves in denial. Like I don't have depression. But the facts show. So to me, I did the album just because like, I always wanted to touch on certain topics that I knew needed to be talked about, but that nobody was talking about it in music. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause at the end of the day, everybody wants to bump party music, but Mm -hmm. when there's no party, inside of yourself mm-hmm. you're kind of just getting drunk off of ignorance until ignorance takes you to the point where you don't want to live anymore Facts. and you take your own life away so you always need music that's gonna feed your soul yeah. and not just feed your soul toxicity you know what i'm saying exactly. so you need food for thought man like exactly you need to have like a home-cooked meal rather than mcdonald's every day yeah like, like it's gotta be all in moderation i would yeah. say and we nowadays uh, there's a lot of drug music molly yes. percocets zan like codeine there's so many f- drugs I didn't even know about until I listened to yeah, certain music right Perkins is like, it's like there's so many different drugs nowadays and people talk about drugs like it's candy like yeah. this will mess you up man yeah. like you know what I'm saying like this will really mess you up like Molly and all these different type of drugs and at the end of the day if you, that's, that's what you do that's what you do you know I mean? but right. at the end of the day like it's not good for your health Right. And some people have done Molly and live to tell his story, and some have not. You know what I'm right. saying? So it's kind of like you're gonna live or you're gonna die. That's what it. That's what the between of the story is. So, right. like I teach dance a lot too, right? Mm-hmm. I was at a school dance, mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to get the kids hype. Yeah. Every kid is screaming out Molly Percocets, and these kids are 11 oh, and 12. Oh, oh whoa! I thought and then high school. no, 11 wow. and 12 year old kids Molly Percocets, and then I'm like, yo, like. What are we feeding these children? You Yo, know what I'm that saying? That's insane. And, and the DJ is playing at it at a, you know what I'm saying? And at the end, they no disrespect to that DJ, but yeah. it's like, damn, man. Like, because even if he doesn't play, they're going to request it, right? Yeah, of course. And it's like he has no choice but to cater to the kids, but it's, it's so sad to see that. That's what they want to listen to. Yeah. We had like what chicken noodle soup, chicken noodle soup <laughs> with a soda on the side. How come these kids have this? You know what I'm saying? It's you like, know what? It's funny because like, like for me growing up, like when I was 11 or 12, I think like. I think, like, maybe, like, we had the Sea Walk, we had the Harley yeah, Shake. Yeah, we like, had that. that. was it. Do the Stanky I mean? Leg, hey, yeah. Soldier Boy. Talk. We had different, and we still had that ignorant stuff, too, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it but was it not. It was a little bit more balanced, yeah, I say. Like, Now everything's like, Molly, Perka, sets. It's like, 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 yo, and at the end, what's sad is some of these kids really want to emulate their favorite rappers. Yeah. So they go to parties, and let's get lit becomes, let's take all the drugs that we can. Right. And it's like, yo, like, you might live to tell about it, and you might not. Right. And then on top of it, even if you do, you're going to wake up in the morning for like a idiot. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Yeah, like, like yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. And like the crazy thing is like I call this generation of rappers who do all that stuff, I call them the trap babies because I feel like mm. they're the products of the rappers from the 2000s who mm. were talking about like selling crack and being on the block, whatever, like the trapper guys, right? Mm. And now I feel like they are the babies of the fiends the that they sold Jeezy it to in, in yeah. a sense, right? So it's crazy, man. But yeah, definitely like a lot of that drug use does have to deal with depression because you're trying to figure out a way to filter out all that depression. And really, you're not really doing anything but numbing it, essentially. So that's yeah, why man. a lot of these people become addicts and what have you. So that kind of leads you to my next question. Um, why do you feel as if now um, talking about mental health has become a bit more acceptable within hip-hop? 
um, because I think a lot of rappers are starting to show more emotion. Mm -hmm. Like Kanye West is starting to show his emotions a lot more. I think Chance the Rapper did a lot for did a lot for us as well. Mm -hmm. I think certain rappers are, are not afraid to show like, yo, like I can be vulnerable. Yeah. Right. And at the end of the day, when so many things are going are messed up going on in the world. Like certain artists, their music dies down, yeah. and other music gets uplifted because it's like yo, someone just passed. We don't want to hear this. We want to hear that right now. Mm -hmm. So it sheds light on other artists that need to be shed light on. So I think we're at a right, and we're just at a space in life where everybody's becoming more vulnerable. You know, transgenders are fully getting more accepted. Gays are becoming more accepted. A lot of people are just opening up about who they are, and at the end, I find it's a beautiful time to be vulnerable how you feel, especially like we have to be vulnerable how we feel. In a in a way that's respectable because even we're living in a, where men wear skirts now, right. that's acceptable as well. <laughs> right. So if a man can be vulnerable enough to wear a skirt, yeah. how can me opening up about being depressed be viewed as soft or weak? Exactly. But that's viewed as courageous and strong. Right. So at the end of the day, like I feel like this world has is mentally twisted, but you know, it's like, yeah. yeah. And, and and we were kind of talking about it off cameras or, or off mic or off air rather. Mm. And the irony is that even though it's stigmatized in hip hop. It's still been talked about within hip hop mm. even before so. Like, For years, like we man. like rappers would talk about it in the songs, but without literally saying mental health. Like how many times have you heard Tupac like give him his full everything? Yeah. Like like um he, he would say stuff like no one knows the no one knows the trouble, they only see the struggle. Yeah. No one's hard to carry on when no one loves you. Picture yeah. me inside the misery of poverty. Yeah. Exactly. Like we we've been hearing this from from him and artists like even like with Biggie, suicidal thoughts. On yeah, the final, I was about, I was about on the to final say that. Track of, of Ready to Die. Yeah. When I die, fuck it, I want to go to hell because I'm a piece of shit. It ain't hard to fucking tell. I don't fit in heaven with the goody goodies. goodies. Like it, like he people have been saying this yeah, stuff. You know man. what I mean? So like, I don't feel like it should be pointed as a sign of weakness. And like, I feel like when it comes to a the black community and b the hip hop community specifically, mm. we're supposed to be built as if like we're hard as granite rock. You know what I mean? But not at the, the case, end, man. We're all human. Like there are so much stuff that's that's going after the black man, like fast food, incarceration. Yeah. Um, just like uh, material things are often marketed to us so that we can overspend to overcompensate for whatever deficiencies we feel that we may have. Mm -hmm. So I like I feel like it's more apparent than anything to talk about these things, to talk yeah. to somebody about what's happening right now. Yeah, and the whole concept of the album to me was like, I told myself, I got to speak on mental health, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I got to do it in an uplifting fashion. Right. Because when I listen to Biggie's Suicidal Thoughts, it's not like at the end he's saying, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I'll get through it. He's saying, yo, it's done. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I'm about to off my <laughs> Like, it's done. Like, you right, know, right, right. So at the end of the day, to me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this album, yeah, but mm -hmm. I'm going to make, it's like, if you're depressed, basically with this album, I, I came into your world, mm -hmm. took your hand, related to you, mm -hmm. I pulled you out. Right? So it's because I believe that, like Tupac said, sometimes you got to go in someone's world to take them out. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, with every song on here, there's something that a depressed person can relate to. Right. But I'm not going to just talk to you about your depression and just tell you there's no way out. Yeah. I'm going to talk to you about your depression. I'm going to tell you the way out of it. Right. So at the end of the day, this album is the perfect balance because it's not someone preaching to you. It's someone having a conversation right, with you. Right. There's no point of 
talking over someone ex- and thinking that you're having a good dialogue with them, right? So to me, it's like, I'm not preaching, I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it'd be different if on every song I'm saying, you be happy right now. Yeah. Get up and go to work. What the hell are you doing, man? Yeah. Looking at your hallway all day. No, I'm saying that, yo, I've been through it. I yeah. did it. I did it more than you have. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm here now and you can get here as well. So Exactly. Yeah. I think that's one of the main things I wanted to ask you as well because it like a lot of people kind of fall off of like conscious like records because it almost feels like they're being preached yeah, to. Yeah, like... And then like... But at the same time, there are some records. There are some records from artists who kind of fit the bill, as opposed to being a conscious artist or or battle MC, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But then they'll deliver the message in a way where it doesn't feel like it's being preached. It feels like you're conversing with one another, like exchanging mm. dialogue with one another. That's why it's easier to digest records from like Kendrick Lamar or J. Cole because they're a lot more relatable in in that regard. They're not gonna make you feel like shit for being depressed for them. Nah, like, man. They're gonna be like, yo. I, I feel it too. Yeah. This is how I deal with it. And I hope you can, you know, find a way to deal with it like the way that I've been dealing with it as well. Mm. And I think that's the most important thing. It's it's just aligning with somebody and not talking over them or being holier than thou over them and whatever. Yeah, man, there's no point. I can't I can't act like I'm perfect on a record because I'm not, right? right? And at the end of the day, when you try to act like you're perfect, the world will show your imperfections. Right, yeah. Like, I think that's what's going on with the Tyree situation. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And different people as well. Because at the end of the day, your, your thing stinks. And it's going to show at one point. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. whether you want to hide it or not. God's the only one who's perfect on this world, if you ask me. So mm-hmm. when humans try to take on the perfect role, I think God will himself expose your imperfections to the world and show. Like, you know? There you go. Yeah, so. There you go. And like, and, like, I get that same sentiment when it comes to, like, people of, like, religious backgrounds like i'm of a religious background but like people who take it to the 10th degree basically just preaching to you about what you should be doing quoting bible scriptures and everything but like mm. and that's you cool practicing what you preach though? that like, yeah that's question yeah you know? to me the people who take on that role i respect them and i find them very courageous because but if they don't if what they if they don't do what they preach yeah sometimes they might be thinking like yo maybe i'm not able to do it but let me pass on this knowledge maybe hopefully you can do it i just think it's all about being able to show vulnerability as well you know what i'm saying but right. there's they're big titles man like pastors and prophets and different things along those lines they're big titles to hold so before yeah. i judge someone like that i take some time to think that yo this person is human just like me yeah. battles with what i battle with so before i judge this pastor for the mistake he did yeah. let me take some time to think like yo like you know what I'm saying? He's, he's held at a pretty high state. Yeah. People act like pastors are not humans. Like, they can't fall off. They can fall off, too. Oh, yeah, they can definitely they can, fall they can, off. The enemy yeah. pastor can fall off, you know what I'm saying? You fall off every day, but yeah. you don't have that title, so you're not held accountable for how how you fall off, you know what I'm saying? So, to me, I think they need help, too, and I think they need to show that, yo, I can be weak as well, right? So, right. it's all about vulnerability, man. You know right. what I'm saying? I just know for, for the people, like the pastors and what have you, and the people who do hold themselves in a high standard when it comes to... Their, their level of righteousness. I hope like they be careful that they don't get too dirty or anything like of that. Course, like, of they, course, they don't abuse their power or what they feel that they have as innate in, in comparison to others. Yeah, because that's where you know God will humble you. Of in, course, in of course. Way. I even said on the album, I'm not a perfect person. I'm an imperfect person seeking perfection in a perfect God lacking in nothing. Right. At the end, that goes to show that I'm not perfect. He's perfect. I'm just yes. seeking perfection within Him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you can't really get at me, right? Like. Yeah, and I and I'll tell about my stuff way before you tell it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you, like nobody can expose and be like, you. I tried to 
on track number five, fam. Yeah, what did you expose, bro? Like, I exposed it myself. Like, that's yeah. what even happened with Kevin Hart and the girl he cheated on with. Yeah. She's trying to say, oh, pay me and I'll, and I'll, t- and I'll get ready. He's like, no, yeah. I'm going to tell about it before yeah. you do. Yeah. <laughs> I got you, bitch. <laughs> and I'm about to finesse my shit. Let For me expose real. you way before you do. So. Listen, he better turn that into, like, a comedy sketch, man. He that, you know what was crazy? Is his ex-wife was like, oh, he's making the fact that he cheated on me a joke. But they don't understand. Like, yo, like, he has to. Like, yeah, like, that's what comedians do. They take real-life situations and, then, and create yeah. comedic dialogue out of it. That's the best comedy. Mm-hmm. Look at Chris Rock. Like, he's the best when it comes to that. Dave yeah. Chappelle, he's right behind him in that ass. It's aspect. crazy because that stuff happens in music, too, though. Because I've said some things in songs that a lot of, you know, exes or mm-hmm. certain people have gotten offended by. Yeah. But I'm like, yo, this is my art. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, and I have to talk about it. If your name isn't mentioned, then why do you Lie, like, bro, that's what vexes me. Like, that's what vexes me. Maybe certain people that you know, they may put two and two together. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's telling... He or she yeah. is telling their side to the story. Exactly. It's not like they're saying, hey, you, Nathan Baya, yeah, yeah, you. I'm talking about you right now. No, it's not like that. Yeah. Like, it's a bit more discreet. I never drop names on a record. And if I do, like, I'm ready for the consequences exactly. that come with it. And I'll probably warn the person, you know, but... Yeah. More times I just I just do I just do it and at the end of the day it's it's not for you, it's not for anybody, it's for myself, right? right. So it's like I'm just exposing the, you know, elephant in the room when right. I tell the story down. Exactly. Yeah. So we're gonna get into all that a bit later on the show. But before we all do that, we got some games that we like to play here at Cool Radio. All right, right? All so right, we're gonna all get right, into right. a couple of them right now. So the first game I have on deck is called Cool or Uncool. And we're about to make that go down just like this. So this record playing in the background right now is a record called Cool Like That, and it's from Diggable Planets. Of course. Classic mid-90s record right here, Shadow in New York. Now, here's what we're going to do in this game. I'm going to give you a few scenarios, and you're going to let me know if they're cool or if they're uncool. Mm. And feel free to elaborate in between each answer. You ready? Mm. Okay. So, first topic that we got over here. Uh, winter making its unofficial return. Cool or uncool? Uh, uncool. <laughs> nah, it's stupid yeah, weather. I looked at my phone today and it said negative seven. I'm like, oh, bro, all right then. Bro, all I'm <laughs> saying, yo, sweatpants behind my pants, <laughs> double socks, Drunk sweatshirt, hoodie up, scarf around me. Right. Winter, you're not playing with me this Listen, year, bro. I doubled up on my socks this year, too. Yo, I'm you know not what? playing. Every year I keep saying to myself, should I or should I not buy long johns? I'm, you know what? If I have to buy long I don't care whatever. about swag anymore. <laughs> I don't care about it. I don't. I, I care about my health, Ooh, mental health, <laughs> physical health. Mentally, I'm cold right oh, now. Oh, yo, yo, <laughs> showing you, man's can't get cold. That should be the yeah, new thing. Yeah, I suppose that man's not man's hot. Man's are literally not hot right now. Yo, That's skibbity the pop pop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. The weather make me go. <laughs> <laughs> the cold go make. Yo, that's the thing. The cold make me go ski. Skibbity pop pop. And who could put it in boom? Yo, that's a new thing. I'm gonna rap tonight, yo. Yo, I'm gonna remix that for real. Twitter now allowing 280 characters. Yo, people love to rant. <laughs> so, yo, uncool still. Like. Oh, man. You know what? Let you get creative with 140. You know what I'm saying? You know what? I, I almost don't mind because I've had, like, really good tweets, but I've had to condense them. And they force that. you to make it fire. Yeah. Because less is more. The more you say, the less I take in. You exactly. tell me so. But the only problem is that there's less content behind what you say. Mm. So that's where you get into trouble. That's where a lot of people get into trouble. So I, I lied. No, I meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, they don't want to focus on what you meant. They want to focus on the fire that's happening, not the fire that you're trying to put out. Yeah. Just do a video. Hop on the gram and do a video, boom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> stop with that. For real. Um, 
coffee season. Yo, I don't even know, you know. Uh, <laughs> I would love to say no, but any shardies that want to send their resume to my oh, DMs for wow, no, um, inquiries, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Go we'll, we'll after you. I have to talk a couple of your exes, you know, right. what, their, what their experiences were with you. There's a screening process, you know what I'm saying? Um, I would, okay, I don't know. I would say cool okay. and also uncool. Okay. Cool because I'm into love, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I find sure. that beautiful. Why not? Uncool because if I'm only cuffing you for the winter, yeah, it's kind of dumb, you know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, and, and you know, there are people who kind of like fall in line with that logic, either consciously or subconsciously. Yeah. In the summertime, like you're all out and about, the weather's nice, you're young, wild, and free. Yeah. But wintertime, you're inside for the most part. You don't want to go outside. But yo, some some people really get depressed. But how am I not cuffed this winter? Yeah. Like, what? Bro, like, like, get off the. <laughs> like, it's not that serious. Yeah, yo. What do you mean? Like how am I not cuffed this winter? Like, are you crazy? Like, yeah, seasonal love, like, yeah, right? It's like, it's ridiculous. For real. Uh, let's see here. Netflix binging, cool or uncool? Netflix, what? Binging. What's that? Like, binge watching, basically. Like, just, like, like, you're watching, like, all, like, like seven episodes of, like, one series in a season, basically. You know, if you got your work done, watch along, you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? So, cool if you got your work done, uncool if you didn't do nothing the whole day, but you're out there watching right, right. Empire Season 5 throughout yeah. the whole... <laughs> Empire. Yeah, yo, yo Empire's still on. I don't even know, really. Oh, I, don't even, I don't even be on Netflix, actually. Yo, I stopped Sometimes I be thinking it's real life. Like I be really getting mad at the screen and shit. For real. Calling Taraji the wrong words. You know what I'm saying? For real, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get one more in here. Um, superhero movies, cool or uncool? Cool. Yeah. yeah. Every kid needs a superhero to look up to. So. Right, right. You, you see that Black Panther trailer? <sighs> I haven't yet. I haven't oh, yet. The flames? It's whoo! Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like a California wildfire. That, that's how crazy it is, man. Watch that when you get the chance, man. I, I got you. I got you. I got you. Flames. Now. We have a second game on deck. This one is a personal favorite. Of mine, okay. And it's near and dear to my heart. Uh, we like to call this one, uh, I'd quit the game. I'd quit the game. Every second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. Now, in this game, you are the eligible bachelor in the alternate universe. So uh. you are wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, jet flying, limousine riding, all that good stuff. But there comes a point in time in every man and woman's life where you got to quit the game. Uh. So you got to sell it down. Uh, have the wife move into the white home with the white picket fence, mm, with the with the tire swinging, with the the uh, tire swing, mm, uh, apple pie cool on the windowsill, Spud McKenzie looking dog, all that good stuff. Mm, so on that note, if you had to quit the game for one of these two ladies that I have handpicked, okay, who would you quit the game for? Would you quit the game for Janelle Monae or Christina Milian? My chest. There was no wrong answer in that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, son. Christina Milan, doesn't she have a baby by Lil Wayne? She does, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's qualified. That's qualified. The down Malay holla. I feel like every, every woman that kind of shacks up with Lil Wayne, like, they're, they're, actually, no, it's not with Lil Wayne. It's uh The Dream. The Dream has a kid with, uh, with Christina Milian. Oh, The Dream? Yeah. He didn't drop the card at three, so we can still talk. Yeah. I'm just not about to compete with the Cardi 3. I'm just not going to do that to myself. Right, right. Uh, honestly, damn. I, I still go with Janelle, though. Yeah, yeah. That's not a bad choice. I go with Janelle, too. Yeah. I saw her. Like, she's always a pretty woman, but I saw her in the movie uh, Moonlight. Mm. And I'm like, 
Yo, Janelle looking good. Yeah, she looking good in this movie. And okay. it's her soul, though. Like, she, yeah, she mad she got soul, soul She's just man. like a very artistic spirit. And like, I'm a sucker for artsy women, man. Like, that's yeah, just man. Me. That's me, too. But nonetheless... I like it. That's a good choice. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, we do have Nathan Baia in the studio. Uh, we will be right back after these messages. But before we do, we're going to get into one of the singles off of his latest project. And this one is called Suicidal. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yo. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. And once again, it is your man, DM Cool. And this is Cool Radio. Pardon me, I just burped right now. <laughs> uh, in the studio right now, I still got my man Nathan Baya. Mm. Mm-hmm, yes. And now we're going into Trip Talk. So that's three topics in three minutes. However, the topics that we have on deck right now, hey. um, they are so big that happened in this week that we're just going to talk about two. We're going to talk about two. We're going to go in on them right now. Mm. So first one I want to talk about, because this one is... They're equally as bad, but like I think this one just happened today. So I want to talk about this one, and then we'll talk about the main one afterwards. Mm. Uh, so on that note, let's let's get into it. So Nicki Minaj, um, well, not necessarily her, but more so her brother is kind of in hot water right now because uh, what happened initially is her brother was going through trial for a rape charge, and the brother was found guilty of the rape charge. So now he's facing life imprisonment, basically. Mm. So the the daughter, or sorry, the um, the stepdaughter, rather, testified in court as well as her brother uh, talking about the accounts uh, which took place, basically. Mm. So my thing is this. We know he's going to get locked up for a very long time, uh, most likely the life, life sentence and what have you. How, in your opinion, how is this going to affect Nikki's career going forward? Um, I think... What Nikki's brothers does does not speak for Nikki yes, at all. So I don't think it's going to affect her career much. But I do think people will want to hear her opinion and what she has to say on it. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I do think people need to understand, as an artist, sometimes we do want artists to talk about deep stuff. But sometimes the artist hasn't even dealt with it in their own personal life yet. Right. So before you lay it on a record, you got to be cool with it yourself. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, it's yeah. something crazy to talk about, right? Because right. who knows what Nikki's experiences is with her brother that she hasn't exposed yet. Yeah. Who knows how deep her mental illness with her brother is, but I definitely think that it won't affect her career, but people will want to hear, well, Nikki, what do you have to say? Yeah. Right? And at the end, because you can't, you can't hide the elephant in the room. You can only hide it for so long, so. Exactly. And I think Remy Ma kind of opened up about it on that this yeah. record, so. Now it's up to Nikki to respond to it. Exactly. And, and, that, and we were just talking about this off air as well, like, that was the first time that a large majority of us listeners have heard about the whole ongoing case, whatever. Like, I didn't know about that. Maybe hardcore Nikki fans may have known about that, but I certainly didn't. Uh, but, yeah, going back to the original question, though, I feel like when it comes to this case, um, I feel like corporate sponsors in particular may shy away from Nikki going forward. Just because even though she has nothing to do with it, like, it wasn't her that was on trial – just the fact that her name is attached to said person may scare people off, basically. And it's a little yeah. ironic because it's dealing with a young girl, right? Yeah. Now, again, she had nothing to do with it, but just the perception that, like, how could you, you know, be related to somebody who did that? Like, and it's just like, you can't, you can't, can't do you that. can't choose who is your brother or who is your sibling in general, right? So, nah. like, it's unfair if that were to happen, but... It, I wouldn't be surprised if that if that were to happen. Mm. Uh, but like you said, I do feel like Nikki should address this somehow. Like I'm not saying go on like a big press conference and be like, whatever. Just make a like, public statement and you know what I'm saying, or do a little interview about it. But at the same time, I don't know how hard it is for her to talk about it, so I can't yeah. personally speak for Nikki. I just think that you know, it, 
even the way she responded to it on the Remy Ra record was just saying that okay, I don't care, I have money, I have this, I have that. Yeah, it was that, very dismissive. Yeah, that was me really like uh like uh you know what I'm saying, like you're trying to and then she kinda of dropped a couple new songs after so that kinda of dies out. Yeah. And to me I'm like, Paris nah man. Or something like yeah, that, you gotta right? you gotta talk about it. You know what I'm saying? This is hip hop. Yeah. Hip hop requires dialogue and exactly. hip hop is very offensive. Like even Nas saying hip hop is dead yeah. and during during different albums that he put out, he put out albums to the point where even him putting out the, the nigga album or yeah, whatever yeah. and him having to switch the title because yeah. the world was not ready to accept that but we use the word nigga every single day of our lives right, right. but when someone does it on an album record yeah. it's a problem exactly. so to me I think this world is very sensitive to certain things but yo like yeah I would just encourage Nikki to just say like her apologies right. for what her brother has done and say that this does not speak for me mm-hmm. and my view on women mm-hmm. and yeah man just to say something cause exactly yeah I think at the very least like she should put it in her music uh, not in terms of to profit off of it but like just to be allow herself to be vulnerable in that sense I mean she's allegedly dating Nas now so she can take a page out of Yo, his handbook bro if you're dating Nas I need to hear new music. <laughs> For real. Like I need to hear. Like I, I don't. I can't. I don't know, man. Nas is just such an amazing MC that has given us vulnerable. My every MC of all time. Mine My as well. You know what I'm saying? Illmatic. From it was written. Mm-hmm. From Stillmatic mm-hmm. to just so many albums where like, you know, songs like dance, songs mm-hmm. like. Right, I can't, I can't listen to dance, man. Like, yeah, that hits home like too hard. Man. Yeah, man. Like, there's dance if uh, heaven. Second childhood, yeah, around man, oh, it just it's it and the everything. One mic, like mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying like there's so many songs from him that yo like you, there's there's not maybe that Elmatic was the only album I can like, listen to at one term and not skip. Right. Some albums I skip, but in every album there was that one, two or three or yeah. five like you know Warrior, like you know what I'm saying the song he made with Tupac when he when he brought in the verse. Right. right. Just amazing. So at the end of the day, I would love to see how that relationship influences her to write music going forward. Exactly. No, same yeah. same with me, man. Like I feel like she should she needs to talk about something like that because a lot of her core fan base are females, right? So like I think this would be the best opportunity for her to speak on it. But just come from a genuine place. Don't just force it out because of what's happened recently. Like yeah. take time to digest it. Like think about what you want to say. Plan it out if you have to. Yeah, I think we even seen Jade did that because even when yes. Beyonce came out with the cheating album, well, what, not seen cheating album, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when she got at him about what he's been doing on his side, he didn't just release the record the next Immediately. day. Immediately, yeah. It took him like, what, like two years? Yeah, that. and I kind of didn't like the song, but. I find it all right. I didn't mind it. You know, it, again, it was a vulnerable J, man. Like, yeah, because we, we never really, we never really got not on an entire album. Nah, like, maybe a, a few things here and there. Like we got Song Cry on Blueprint. Yeah, we got Lost Ones on Kingdom Come, but we never had. But the even entire yeah, album we never. Like and even in those ones, he wasn't as emotional as he would like this one. Like, yeah, because like Jay's such a boss, right? Yeah, like he's too cool for school at times, right? That's yeah. why I could never really connect him on that level. But on this album, it's just like, man. Like you're finally letting your guard down, you know what I mean? Yeah, and he's like, he's it's really about time. It took you twenty years. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. and this one he's really preaching to the people. What I do find sad is a lot of people been saying a lot of things Jay said, but because Jay said it, now it's the Bible. But you know what? I don't I don't mind. I don't mind because like I don't yeah. mind because he's using his play. He's using his power and his platform exactly, for good. Exactly. Yeah. So at the end like, of the day, once you get to like discussions like that, then it just becomes like semantics, or whatever, right? Mm. So I feel like at least at this age and like all the clout that he's accumulated over, over the years. He's now found it comfortable for him to speak on that type of stuff. Mm. And like maybe going going back to Nikki again, um, hopefully, you know, somewhere down the road. It doesn't have to be now, it doesn't have to be tomorrow. Two years from now, three years from now, whatever. I hope she's more comfortable with letting it all bear instead of just doing the whole Barbie thing. Because at the end of the day, it's a gimmick. Like if we get bored of like wrestling gimmicks, for example, we're getting yeah, bored of this one. Like just be you. Like be the extension of 
of who you really are. Of, of and yeah, and she has done it on certain records like yeah. Pills and Potions and mm-hmm. different songs I've heard. So I'm not going to completely discredit her, but I do think that you're already hot. You don't have to keep trying yeah, to be like we the... Get it. You got a big ass. You got big titties. You get, we, we get it. Yeah. We, we get it. <laughs> we get it. Like, okay, sure. We get it. Show a different side now, I guess. For maybe. sure. Or do it more often than, you know? Right, right. Than you are yours. So, yeah, man, I'm excited to see For what sure. she's going on. She's got coming in the bag. Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, what do you guys think about this whole rape case? Like, do you feel like... Is this going to impact Nikki's career for the worst? Do you feel like she should talk about it or at least speak on it publicly? Let us know in the comments. Hit us up on DM at underscore cool or cool underscore radio for your thoughts. Now, the main event, man, I really want to talk about this because I've been wanting to talk about this since, I think, Tuesday it was, it was announced. Uh-huh. Uh, but basically, Meek Mill, he, oh. um, he basically violated the terms of his parole yet again. And because of that, the judge has sentenced him to two to four years in prison. Now, this basically came when he got a charge for reckless endangerment when he was riding a dirt bike in New York. Yeah. And apparently, I guess they have strict laws about that. And so a lot of people are complaining that the two to four year sentence is too harsh or something like that. Mm. But what I feel like people aren't really taking into consideration, and mind you, that is a bit long. But at the same time, because he's now in the system and because he's been on parole for X amount of years, um, I think they're just accumulating everything all together. So it's not like... He's getting the key thrown at him for two to four years because of that one dirt bike incident. But the, the, it's, it's the amalgamation of everything put together. Yeah, the law, but his lawyer has done an interview and came out and said that the judge was kind of corrupt right. and even asked for a shout-out in a song. And just in right, general, right. so I, I, I do believe that Mickey Mouse should be held accountable for his mistakes. Yes. But I do believe that sometimes <laughs> like people should have mercy as well, man. This guy's a father at the end of the day. Right. And his life speaks for a lot of people in the hood. When a lot of people in the hood see him go down like that, it it, it sets a bad example for those, you know? Mm-hmm. And maybe, and at the end of the day, what, what, what did he do? He Didn't he ride a bike? It's yeah. like, come on, man. Yeah, he rode a drip bike in New York, and I think, I don't know, maybe they have strict laws against that type of vehicle oh over there. I, did I don't anybody know, I get know hit? Did anybody <laughs> die? Like, did you die? <laughs> like, did you die, yeah. man? Like, did anybody get hit by uh, the... No, man. Okay. I, at the end of the day, I feel like racism still exists, and it's, it's clearly still going on nowadays. And to me, it's like... I don't know, so I feel as if they just love making a public example of a black man. But at the end of the day, I do believe that Meek Mill going to come back with another fire album. <laughs> Dreams and nightmares. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna come up with and like what was the last one he he dropped? Like was it wins or losses? Nah, the one before it when he first got out of the. Oh, I can't remember. Can't remember. But anyway, every Meek Mill album, and you can tell they come from such a deep struggle. You know what I'm saying? So to me, it's like I'm a fan of Meek Mill, and I I I hope hopefully the sentence gets shortened. And hopefully it's really not because sometimes they say two to four years, and then later on becoming a good year mm-hmm. if you are, if you have good behavior. Mm-hmm. And I just want that brother to get off probation. Like I think Chris Brown, we seen was on probation for a minute. Yeah. And if you see the video clip when he gets off, it's like a weight is lifted off his shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. And even me, even Chris Brown said, "I don't want to get in trouble anymore." So I mm-hmm. think even Gucci man went to jail for so many years and what at one point happened so mm-hmm. every rapper gets their well not every I'm not going to jail yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every a lot of a lot of black people or even anybody of course we call it goes to jail many times and at one point learns the lesson yeah. and I think we see it in Gucci and Chris and in different other artists so I'm excited to see Meek Mill grow right. as a person past this experience so for me I have a different take on this basically uh. so I caused up a bit of a stir um this past week, basically, right? Oh, so no. I post up a meme, right? I, I basically posted, oh. uh, I basically posted, oh, my reaction when I see the free Meek Mill post. And, I, and I, it was a picture of Robert Downey Jr. rolling his eyes, basically, right? Mm. So here's my here's my take on this. I'm not happy or excited that he's going to jail or anything like that. I'm not, mm. not going to wish that upon anyone. But at the same time, I'm saying to myself, 
well, what did we expect, basically? Because I'm looking at a situation of an individual who's been in the system for X amount of years. He's been on parole for X amount of years, and because you're now in the system, you have to move smarter, basically. Mm. You have the opportunity to learn from all of your peers who have been in the same situation. Mm. T.I., Jay, mm. Rick Ross, Gucci, like you just mentioned, 2, two Chains. Like, there's so many people who have been in the same situation as you are, and because you are now a public figure, a black public figure, a recording artist at that, they're going to be watching you closely, especially because of the content that you put out. And my issue with Meek Mill is that he didn't take the terms of his parole seriously. He's been on parole for X amount of years, and he's had opportunity after opportunity to get his act together. And these are opportunities that the average black male does not get, basically. Mm. There are black men who have gone to prison for crimes they didn't even commit. But because Meek Mill is a high-profile celebrity, a, record, a platinum selling recording artist, he is given certain leniences. Now, I do agree that based on what I've heard in my research on this, on this judge, what have you, she was kind of using her power partially, essentially, right? Yeah. But then my retort to that is if you're aware that this judge is biased, and this is more towards the lawyer, not necessarily Meek Mill, but if you are aware of the fact that, you're, that the judge is biased against Meek Mill— then you, as his attorney, should appeal this to the district attorney's office to get a new judge be instated to preside over the court proceedings so that you can have an impartial and fair trial as a, uh, in regards to his uh, his probation hearings. But the judge, the lawyer didn't do that. So now it's just like you need to get your business affairs in order. So for me to say, you know, I feel bad for the guy, I only feel bad for him in the sense where he's going to be locked up and he's going to be put in a position where he doesn't get to see his family and friends. But... From a business perspective and just from an adult's perspective, it's like you uh, gotta again? move smarter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and, he, and like you just say, he got out of jail like what a year ago as well or something like that. Yeah. So like that shows me that you haven't really learned from your past mistakes. Like I always say this: if you do something the first time, it's a mistake. You do it the second time, it's a choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? And but, he chose not to take this whole parole proceeding seriously. Mm. Now, two to four years. Yeah, it's excessive. I get it. But the whole point of the matter is you are now in the system, so you have to move a lot smarter. It shouldn't be like that, but you got to play the game. My my only beef is that, and it has nothing really to do with me, it's about the people who are supporting me, like hardcore supporters and not even looking at it from the other side of the grass. Yeah, They're, they're, they're trying to compare a situation. Uh, they're, they're just basically trying to blanket it all by saying that the, the, the law likes to oppress black people, which is true, yeah. but it's too much of a blanket statement because now – I've heard people compare this whole situation to the likes of Eric Garner and Sandra Bland, mm-hmm. and it's like, dude, calm down. Yeah, you can't bring Don't another. Don't do that. Like, yeah. do not besmirch the memories of slain individuals who couldn't, who didn't even make it to a trial. This guy is getting corporate city after corporate city. These guys were killed in cold blood. You can't compare the two, and then they're also comparing, you know, Harvey Weinstein, like all these other guys who are being uh, caught for sexual harassment cases. But the main difference is that for the years they're doing it. No one reported it. No one charged it. Therefore, they were not in the system. Mm. So it's a completely different situation. So for Meek, I really hope that like he does get his act together in the future because I just hate it when rappers in general, they're in this position where they're making money. They're making money. They're they're trying to t- they're, they're topping the charts. They're touring all over America, all over the world. They have fans who adore them and everything like that. But then because they want to keep it real or be a hood and be gangster, they get locked up. T.I. was arguably the hottest rapper in the game mm. before he got locked up in 2007 for having like AR-57s in his freaking back trunk and everything. Mm. It, it, it upsets me. Like it just show it just gives like a bad moniker to black males in America mm. that we're no better than the than the stereotypes that they give us. And I feel like Meek Mill is yet another example of that. 
That's just, that's just my take on it. I hear you, man. I, I, I can tell you're definitely passionate about it, yeah. and it definitely charges you. To me, I definitely believe in that we should definitely hold our black men accountable. And I, I'm definitely with you in not comparing his case to other cases because everything is so different. Because, yeah, they were killed and cold-blooded, right. and they didn't even make it to trial, right? right? And he has been given a lot of chances that other black men don't receive. I also do believe that the world is to bring you up just to bring you right back down. And sometimes there's an agenda set that they have for you way before you even do anything, right? Like so you're guilty before proven innocent. Guilty before. Even and at the end of the day, even in Tupac, man. How many, how many times did Tupac go to jail and go out yeah. go to jail? So at the end of the day, but... I feel like there's a there's a big target on black leaders mm-hmm. anywhere and everywhere. And at the end of the day, it's easy for us to say, yeah, you could have done better, you could have done better. But if, I'm, if I'm not in Meek's shoes, yeah. I don't know how hard the, the cops are going on him. Because I've been, I remember I was in high school. I'm a pretty good kid. Right. But in high school, like, they always looked at me as a troublemaker because I had the big mouth. Right, right. So I was literally walking in high school. There'd be a teacher following me everywhere. Right. I'm like, I'm in the, I got to go to the bathroom. Like, oh, wait outside the bathroom. And then I'm like, it's like, it's literally like, yeah, like, and they follow you everywhere. And at one point, it's like, you were like, it's like a monkey on your back that yeah. you can't get off. So at one point, you literally stop caring about what these people think, want, or desire. And then that's what they want you to do right. so that they can just, you know what I'm saying? So I would encourage anybody on probation, anybody that's going through that, do what you have to do because yeah. it won't last forever. And, right. and trying to try to find a way to find <laughs> peace with the situation that you've dealt with because if you don't it'll completely destroy you forever right right so yeah and i would also say to meek and like other people in the situation who are in his position you know a high profile a high stature that people look up to you in a sense think about the bigger picture don't think about yourself think about the others around you think about your family that depends on you think about your friends think about your your co-workers or what have you like because at the end of the day they are all kind of like feeding off of you in a sense and you're feeding off of them. You got to think about it like that. You can't just be out here saying, you know, look at me, look at my role, look at my Audemars, da, 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 this and that, whatever. All yeah. that bravado goes out the window. But Mika, I will say he has a balance. <laughs> he has. A, there's no way I could ever say Mika does not have a balance between the substance of his music. Like, he does have the role he thing, the role he damn, my this, that, but he has songs where you're like, damn, now nah, this guy's saying something like... Fair Personal. enough. Like I've never been, really been a huge Meek fan, and don't take it albums. Yeah, don't, <laughs> like don't get that confused for for me having so much like vile against him. It's just that I don't relate to Meek Mill. There's a few records I like from him, but for the most part, I just don't relate to him just because like I don't know, just two different worlds basically, right? Like, I hear you. and maybe just the way he he orates this message because like I could listen to somebody like Kendrick Lamar, somebody who grew up in Compton, who I've where I've never been before, but like the way he orates his message and tells his story is different from how Meek tells the story. So maybe that's the difference between the two. Can't take but, the loud screaming. Yeah, I, I can't. I really can't. That's I really can't. It is. Like all I hear from from Meek Mill is just like a lot of bravado, but I don't really hear that much substance. I feel like he's kind of hiding behind the bravado, in my opinion. You just like, gave yourself ten dislikes. Hey, man, it is. <laughs> listen, man, I had people come from my throat the other day when I put up that meme. So it is what it is, yeah, right? Yeah. Like you like it, you don't like it, cool, whatever. But at the end of the day, we're creating dialogue, and chances are those people who didn't like it are listening right now. So it is what it is. Um, but nonetheless, I, I, we're kind of coming from two, two uh, different uh, standpoints, but that's all good. Though we. Actually understand where we're coming from, no less. Uh, but people listening at home right now, what do you guys think? Should Mika move smarter? Do you think the judge is being too harsh? Like, what do you think about this entire situation as a whole? Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio to share your thoughts. Now, we are getting into the flashback Friday section of the day. Mm. So that being said, we're gonna play that drop right now, and it goes a little something like this. And you guys already know, hit me up online and let me know what flashback record you want to hear for each week. Now, going into the topic of uh, mental health and what have you, I figured that we play this particular song from this particular artist. It came off of his, I think it was either his debut album 
Yeah, this was his debut album. It came out in 1998. Jesus. The album was entitled Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. DMX. You already know. Mm-hmm. And we're going off of probably one of his most profound singles ever, which is entitled Slippin'. So I'm slipping. I'm falling. Yeah, I can't get up. Know. Hey, y'all, I'm slipping. We're going to play this record. We'll be yo, right back after these messages. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the and show. It, stop. it is your man, DM Cool. And this is Cool Radio. I still got my man, Nathan By in studio right now. Uh. And before we get into the final segment, uh, we want to talk about a little more about uh, his record, uh, Suicidal. Suicidal. So, Nathan, uh, tell us how you how that record came about. Um, um, Sadly, like about a year ago, my friend passed away through suicide. Mm. And when he passed away, nobody knew, nobody expected it to happen. It was kind of like a a surprise thing. I got the call and obviously you go through the first stages of denial. You start denying it. You look for CB24 to confirm it for you. CB24 wasn't telling me nothing, so I'm like, it's not true. And then at one point, throughout the hours of the day, it started slapping to me like, is this real? Is this true? And at one point, sadly, it ended up being true. And my first thought was, yo, who who killed him? Because... I was ready. I'm not a violent person, but I was ready to do whatever to retaliate for my friend's past. Mm-hmm. And then my friend told me he killed himself. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, I felt so horrible on the inside. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I did, it's like, basically in the song I say, how will I make it through the night? Last night I got a call and I was so appalled. My dog killed himself. Mm-hmm. That made me want to kill myself. Mm-hmm. But I know the pain I felt. So why would I inflict that pain on someone else? Mm-hmm. And then it goes to show you like, when someone suicides, like you want to like kill your ticket away, like you took away my fr- like my friend took away his own life. I want to join him, mm-hmm. but I know the feeling you gave me. Mm-hmm. So why would I give that to some of my family members or whatever? And then it goes, um, I killed my girl's inside, and I deal with my inside, but it's short on the outside. We work for nine months to get outside the woman, but work our whole life to get inside the woman. But when you're doing what you do and you forget what you can put inside the woman, she's pregnant. So obviously the way I dealt with that situation was I'm having sex a lot with my girlfriend that was at the time right. to avoid how I feel on the inside by getting inside of her. Right. And I'm not venting to her about what I'm going through, but it's showing on the outside with the way I'm treating her past her sexual connection. Yeah. And and I personally did not get my girlfriend pregnant, but my friend had got pregnant mm-hmm. and later on had an abortion. Right. And so I'm dealing with my friend suicidal and I'm dealing with my friend who just had an abortion and just yeah. dealing with all these deaths going on around right. me that are really affecting me in a traumatic way. And at the end of the day, it just goes to show me that sex is not the way to deal with how yeah. you feel. You know what I'm saying? There's there's healthier ways and there's healthier outlets. And through me, the best way I dealt with it is by writing all these experiences that I witnessed around me. That's why at the end of the song, I say that um, no need no need to run from life. Run to the one who gave you life, which right. would be God. Right. right. So yeah. Right. And I like I like the way you flip the concept as well, talking about abortion as well as a, as a form of death and what have you. Right. Mm. So and like that's another like topic that people don't really talk about within hip hop as well. Uh, just really get mentioned a lot. So like I'm glad you kind of shed some light on that too, regardless of how you feel about it, whether you're pro choice or, or pro life and what have you. So mm. that was a good look. What I would always encourage people is like. You know, just to open up to anyone, anyone that you trust, rather, because you shouldn't have to be the only one going through this type of like trials and tribulations. Basically, you can talk to somebody who can try and like uh, kind of empathize with your situation, whether whether or not they've gone through it before. And you never know; talking to somebody may alleviate the pressure, it may not cure it all the way, but like it'll take some. Stress it'll definitely back you. give you a sense of like, li- like it's it's like letting someone else know. Mm-hmm. How you feel. That's why I always ask my friends, are you okay? Are you good? Right. And I'll do it in the passing. 
And at the end of the day, sometimes my friends wonder, why do you always ask me that? Because at the end of the day, I never want one day for you to do that to yourself. And I did not know anything at all. Because even when my friend passed away, I at least felt as if, like, yo, I helped them the best way that I could. You're not passing away me feeling like, yo, I did nothing towards helping this person's mental health or well-being. So, yeah. Exactly, man. Well, yeah, thank you for sharing that track with me, man. Um, With our audience, too, I should say, rather. But nonetheless, you know, we're going to kind of brighten up the mood a little bit, you know. And, and of course, the, of course, of course. High note, right? Positive atmosphere. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace, Andre Menace. Absolutely. So on that note, let's get to our final segment. And it goes a little something like this. <clears throat> Who has entered the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame this week? Who has been crowned the captain of Coonery this week? I Ladies think, and gentlemen, can it we is both time. We're believing That's all I got. It is time for Wankster of the Week. <laughs> this week's Wankster of the Week has to go to LeAngelo Ball, who is the son of LaVar Ball, the brother of. Uh, Lonzo Ball, basically. Mm. So he's getting the Wankster of the Week because of the fact that during a team trip, he plays for the University of UCLA. Uh, during a team trip to China, he was caught shoplifting. Him and one of his teammates are caught shoplifting. And basically, because in China they have very strict laws about shoplifting, just very strict laws in general, it was very possible that he was facing prison time. Damn but I guess because of the fact that he's an American, uh, they gave him some leniency. The Obviously, the coaches and his father had to talk to the Chinese officials. So basically, what's happening right now is that he's going to be placed under 20-day house arrest in a hotel. So he cannot leave the country for another 19 days, essentially. So this is where the L comes into place. Leangelo Ball, I mean... It's bad enough that your father has already told you that you would be the one out of your three brothers who will not make it to the NBA. Damn, son. But to put a damper on the big baller brand by shoplifting in a foreign country, mind you, is just pretty sad. I mean, it's bad enough as well that your father gives so much heat to your your oldest brother as well and what have you. But now that you're stealing, I mean, first of all, almost— you grew up in an upper-middle-class neighborhood. We've seen the house. We've seen the cars. Your younger brother's out here driving a Ferrari or a Lambo or whatever the case may be. Your girlfriend is beautiful. Like, your house is beautiful. But yet, for whatever reason, you decide to steal a candy bar. Now, I know in the NCAA, like, you, what? like a lot of these athletes, like, they don't have any money or what have you. But you come from money. So, what I want to know is, why did you think that... First of all, why did you steal? And secondly, why did you think you could get away with it? Your man's are marved. Listen... Listen, if I'm going to steal, mean? it's not going to be from China where they will put you in jail for like five years for jaywalking. They, they don't play around, eh? They, they do not play around. Any Asian country in general does not play around when it comes to theft of any kind. They will try you as if you committed murder. So that's not something that I want to have on my conscience going forward. So for LiAngelo Ball, for LeVar Ball, and for the entire Ball family, and I still think Ball isn't their real last name, this puts an entire dent on the big baller brand because you're out here charging shoes for $500, yet you got your son pit-pocketing like he's Aladdin. Mm. So on that mm. note, I got to give you the wax because you're out here living like a street rat. Woo! Do you deserve this waxer? Of course you do. I'm going to drop it just like this. <laughs> Nathan, your take on this, please. Uh, Yeah, man. Don't steal. Feeling is not good. And... <laughs> 
if you're gonna steal, man, steal where you know the place, where you know like the cameras and thing and thing. Cause I can't lie, all mans have teeth the one two dollar I'm a candy bar in their life. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I knew the store and yeah. I, I knew what my surroundings were. Yo, when it comes to stealing a candy bar, I'm a slicker man. I'm looking <laughs> I'm looking left, right, up, center, middle. Right. I'm putting it in my bag, making sure to scan it. I'm I'm giving too much information. Yeah. But yeah. I'm telling you, but either way, in general, like I'm like, I can't be dry snitching on myself. I can't be pulling a Bobby Schmidt out here. Right? Yeah, but like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying though, like, you know, just, just, just ask someone for the buddy. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not worth it, man. Or just wait till mommy cooks something. You know what I'm saying? Or wait till that big baller check comes in, man. Just don't flex with it. I can't see you flexing Ferragamo and you asking for a toonie. It's not going to work, right. man. Not, not a good work. look. Not a good look. So we got to wrap things up, but before we do, um, your music, I see some hard copies on the table right now. Uh, is it available for online purchase as well by any chance? Yeah, man. We're on Google Play. We're on Amazon. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, and all them type of things, you know? So just mm-hmm. go on there. A lot of people were dissing SoundCloud, so you know I have to just upgrade myself. There you go. There you <laughs> so, go. So, you know, right? I'm, I'm everywhere now, man. And soon, every, all my music will be on there, not just this album. Right, right. For sure, for sure. And mm-hmm. where can the people find you on social media? They can find me at Nathan Baya. That's N-A-T-H-A-N dot B-A-Y-A. And you can just search that and find me anywhere and everywhere, man. There you go. There you go. Nathan, I got to thank you for coming through, man. It's a very enlightening episode. Uh, uh, you're more than welcome to come through anytime, man. Uh, and for next week's episode, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a bit controversial as I have my man, Mr. KOA and Top Boy. They are the duo known as We Need to Talk. They are a podcast, a very popular podcast that talks about relationships and what have you so we will get into all that good stuff next week uh, but yeah you guys can always find me at twitter or sorry on twitter at dm underscore cool or cool underscore radio find me on instagram as well at cool radio cc and also cool radio cc on facebook and cool radio cc on youtube for all the video clips and all that good stuff and then as for our soundcloud to catch this episode and maybe past episodes find us at cool underscore radio as well. This does it for another episode of uh, Cool Radio. So I want to thank you for tuning in. And as always, Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment. Reminding you each and day that we are out here creating our own legacies. Keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace. <laughs>